Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, presented by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to share a few thoughts and then I'm going to ask Michael to lead us in another classic hymn that's very appropriate for this hour. Um, but I want to say thanks to this congregation and our gathering here for the wonderful way. You may be seated for a moment, if you don't mind, and uh, the way you welcome Pastor Elson Bennett. He's a pastor from the Navajo Reservation, and he and Kelly... It was wonderful to receive them They're from Arizona, but something is happening with the Native American tribes, and the Lord is moving, and Elson and there is another guest we're going to have in October I'll tell later about, but it's emblematic, and many years ago, the Lord said, keep your eye on certain people groups and especially the Native American. And when the spirit specially moves, it's, it, it's a token of the Lord's doing something important and significant in this nation. So I want to thank you for your generous reception. And we were able to bless them. And they were so grateful for the way they were received, both Elson and Kelly, and uh, but it's our joy also to, I just wanted to recognize uh, pastors Justin and Lisa Carpenter, if you will stand up for a moment, and uh, we welcome you. They are from, and of course, they brought their handsome, good-looking, tall son, Cole, who's going to intern here for a few for some a few months, and so we want to welcome them. Uh, and Kerville is significant in our lives. I used to, nearly 30 years, I used to go every year to Austin, Texas, to minister. And when one of the main artists in that live in that region, uh, Max Greiner, was in my meeting many years ago, and I had a vision uh, for him in a prophetic word many, many years ago. And out of that word, he received the inspiration, inspiration to get the prayer garden going. And so you guys, of course, know outside of Kerrville is this 77-foot, I believe, cross, and then a gorgeous prayer garden that multiple thousands of pilgrims from around the world and, of course, U.S. have gone there and have a really wonderful uh, experience there. So we would have recognized them. And so Carville, it's also one of the premier hunting places uh, that, <laughs> that I used to go around in those, in those areas. So it's very close to my heart. And Justin, I want to encourage you. The Lord gave me a word for you this morning. 
something that will probably be very familiar to you. But during worship, I suddenly saw a picture of you, and the Lord said, it's the breaker anointing that is around you. And you know what that means, but it comes from Micah. And so we loose the word of the Lord over you concerning the remnant that God is raising up in this hour. And it says, I will surely gather the remnant. I will put them together like sheep of the fold. So we bless your pastoral ministry in this season. And the remnant God is gathering like a flock around you. Like a flock in the midst of their pasture, we prophesy over Kerrville and over that region in South Texas and Texas and East Texas and Mid Texas. We prophesy this pasture shall be green and flourishing and the sheep shall fatten and they shall come into the fold under the voice of the shepherd. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. The one, say the one. The one. The one who breaks open, will come up before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it, and their king will pass on before them with the Lord at their head. So we bless you and Lisa in this season, in your work, in your exploits, in all that the Lord has. But the unusual events around you the last 48 hours were a sign of the glory that's on you. And it is the breaker anointing. So we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And it's, it's emblematic, as far as I can see, of certain regions in the United States that have exalted the name of the Lord. And then, but there is a move of people groups from up north that coming in. And one of the surprising places is Austin. There is a lot of woke situations trying to come in and uh, do away with police forces, things like that. And so Kerrville and Austin area, that region, uh, we pray that the Holy Spirit will move mightily, that it is, again, that the word... When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up Amen. a standard. So may you have that breaker anointing to break the yokes of the enemy forces and bring in the angelic powers in that beautiful area, the beautiful part of the United States. I also wanted to share a little. Uh, I've got a beautiful testimony from Richie. And we had a prayer a couple of weeks. Richie, why don't you, since you're here, share that testimony with us? Yeah, just really brief. Um, we had a reorganizational work about a few months ago. It was a good and necessary one, the reorganization. And we were handed different books of clients and business. And I received, quite frankly, a difficult book of business to find business from. Some people were getting, and it wasn't just me. Half of them, half the team got kind of an easier book where sales were landing on their laps like without doing anything. And I got a difficult one. And it was like going through treacle for a few months, finding business. And I explain treacle. Treacle's like a thick thing in England they put on desserts and it's very thick. So I recommend treacle British. pudding, though. There you go. Um, and 
I even got my resume freshened up. I haven't done that for four and a half years. I took an interview at my old company. That didn't go well because she called me Bob and got my name wrong. So that was a bad interview. <laughs> the computer generated me as Bob and she thought my name was Bob. And at the end, she said, thanks, Bob. I said, no, my name's Richard Newman, not Bob. And the interview <laughs> ended very badly. Um, but like two Sundays ago, all I did was ask Pastor Mahesh, can I take a bottle of oil? Because I don't like to take it without asking. And he, he said, what do you want prayer for? I said, yeah, my job's been difficult. And he just prayed for a breakthrough. And when he said the words, this week, I felt something was done in the spirit. And when Elson talked about the fourth dimension last week, I felt something was done in that dimension. It was done. I felt something creative and supernatural happened. I had a rest that I think we're going to see a manifestation this week. And then this week, either the following week, just sales started coming out of nowhere. And it was the best, either one of the best, or if I've done the, check the numbers, the best week of the year. And then there's been a total turnaround in the numbers in the sales. So I just want to impart that for any delay on finances in Jesus' name. Amen. We release that over all of you, that there will be a revolutionary move of God that he will give you the breakthrough. And again, whatever the barriers are, God can break them. And we release a fresh wave of abundance over every family, over each of you and your members of your family. Your sons and your daughters will prosper and prophesy also in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Richie, for sharing that. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. The one Lord the, says, the knock, things, and it shall be open to you. One of the things that I've, we've talked to, a few of us have talked together, but um, on Monday we were just fellowshipping with Elson, and he was re, uh, rehearsing and remembering the time that he actually shepherded sheep, a sheep flock um, on the res, on the reservation. And he said, you know, he said, it's with the shepherd's voice, he said, it's not really a word, it's a sound. And he said, when I was a shepherd, I would go up on the mesa with the flock that I was responsible for down in the, on the pasture floor. And he said, I would make one sound and they would begin to move towards water. I would make a different sound and they would begin to move literally in the opposite direction towards pasture. And I found that really fascinating. It re wow. it, and if you think about the image, the shepherd wasn't even in the midst of the flock. He was from a high place sending out a sound that the sheep recognized because they had that relational familiarity and they would begin to move in the direction that the sound was directing. I thought that was really brilliant. That's and beautiful. The Lord has been speaking to us. We've been taking a journey through the Psalms, and we wandered around and ate and drank and laid down beside Psalm 23 for the last few weeks, and so we're continuing on. Correct. And uh, so I wanted to, as we are looking at the time we are in, um, we need to be alert and not, not be passive. 
That's one of the words that I've been sharing, we have been sharing. We have to active, say active. active. Not passive. So there was a time where we went through a season where if God wants to do it, he'll do it. No. Um, that season, this is not that season. This is a season where we come together and wherever the shofar, that's why I've been trying to be more active in the shofar, that the, the army would gather where the shofar was blowing and because they were aware where the enemy forces would try to come in and they would blow the shofar and the soldiers with their weapons would get together and defend that section of the wall. I, um, so they have, th this last week has been somewhat strategic and um, the enemy has been trying to attack. And one of the symptoms, uh, I don't like to get into so much the politics, but when they indicted one of the premier candidates uh, running for president, it's like I used to, I got the award for being the best historian or history student in the universities in Texas when I was going there, uh, and eventually, of course, I graduated from there, but it was a, a Baptist university. Um, but part of, I, I, history appeals to me. And, uh, but one of the significant times of history is Martin Luther and how God was working on him, and he had to rise up and stand against ungodliness. And this week, we, there was in a somewhat, like Julius Caesar would say, we're past the Rubicon. Mm -hmm. You can't go back. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you have to go forward. And so the whole judicial system mm -hmm. is one thing. What's happening in Maui, other things that we have to again hear the shofar of the Lord. And I wanted to ask, I asked... Uh, Michael to help lead us in one of the classic uh, hymns written by Martin Luther in about 1527. Uh, and one of the adjuncts at that time was of history was a plague was trying to come into some that area. And they are saying again this last week that we have to get alert with COVID is concerned all of that. And after so many uh, misinformation uh, that's been taking place here, we pray yes. that the Lord supernaturally yes. put a covering over us corporately, over our families, over our children, over the church of Jesus Christ. One of the things you may notice, you may have uh, noted, when COVID tried to come, one of the things that they authorities try to do is specifically aim at churches. Yeah. Other groups could come together, but the churches were commanded not to get together. And so we are grateful that our founding fathers established 
certain conditions for us that we would remain in freedom, that our nation in that freedom would worship the living God and his blessings would flow on us. And I want to tell you, it's not our cleverness, but the blessings of God that have allowed this nation to prosper. And as we prosper, this has been the most giving, charitable nation in history. And it's because we have an abundance. Say abundance. And that's one of the things that we note. God is the author of abundance, of blessing. In Deuteronomy 28, he tells us how. He's the one who is the author so that we are the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. That our resources are multiplied <coughs> by the grace of God. And one of the great things that we see, we call on the <coughs> power of Jehoshaphat, the captain of the armies of the living God, and his angelic forces. And in around 1527 is when Martin Luther wrote this awesome classic hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And we want to cry out and make this a prayer and plead it over all of us, over our families, our children, over our cities, and even our nation in the name of Jesus. Amen, Michael. Lead us, brother. Amen. Let's all stand up together so we can sing all the verses of this beautiful hymn to give the Lord the praise. Hallelujah. A mighty fortress is on earth, a bulwark never failing, our helper he amid the flood, a Amen. 
You may be seated. We are making this a prayer for us and for the church of the Lord. Whatever bureaucrats and certain other dark agencies may be planning, we are grateful for this land. We pray God bless America and God shield a moderate, mighty fortress yes. is our God. And so we applaud Martin Luther and his heritage, but this is one of the classic hymns that throughout the centuries, the churches leaned on and sung in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So whenever... We have an emergency. You take up the phone, and what do you call? 911. 911. Say 911. So, we're going to go to Psalm 91. <laughs> and uh, I have a little earbud that's floating around here. Oh, good. <laughs> I just wanted to give it away. You know? <laughs> but Psalm 91 is indicative 
of our time, and we want to lean on that word because if you notice, I mean, it's strange. This summer has the increase of criminal acts and violence in our cities. Especially, it's strange. I was reading about San Francisco. It's one of the most gorgeous cities if you've ever gone and used to. Um, our oldest son got his master's degree in San Francisco. And so we happened to go there. And uh, um, it was somewhat of a shock to our system. <laughs> we... Our oldest daughter was driving our van. And I remember so clearly, we came across a group oh of cyclists. Oh, my goodness. And oh my so <laughs> we were driving along, if you're familiar, we were driving along the ocean side. And it happened to be a, a celebration day regarding the military, actually. So there were a lot of families with their children who had come into town, walking along the oceanside there, you know, observing the ships and various other things. And as we came up the road, our daughter Anna, sorry, Pastor, started to make an unusual remark. Go ahead, repeat it. Suddenly, Anna, and you know, we were looking at the ships and talking and, all, and Anna was driving. And she said, he's naked, he's naked, he's naked. And about that time, we all looked up, and sure enough. Yeah, one of the head cyclists. He was a gentleman in his late 40s, early 50s, and he was on a bicycle. And in... As the Africans well, say... Well, the Africans were in Kenya, Swahili one of my languages that I grew up with, it's called tupu-tupu. Tupu-tupu, say tupu-tupu. We, we, we just got a greetings from Angola. Oh, like really? Just at yes, they all just <laughs> Good morning. Morning to Angola. And we, tupu -tupu. So it's tupu-tupu means naked as the day you were born. And this guy was in his 50s. And he was on a bicycle. Just didn't matter. I mean, this was in the public. And some others followed his own example. And I said, San Francisco is beautiful. But in fact, over the years, since it seems to have gotten worse, and people are moving out of this great city, and many other cities in the north, and they're coming moving to Texas and Florida and the Carolinas also. May they so. leave their politics behind. And we want to welcome them and bless them. But, yeah, don't... May you have a nice <laughs> reformation in the Word of God. Amen. And so we... 911 for Maui, for us, and we are calling on this word. And it's, it's an awesome word for us. And 
I felt like the Lord said, this is a summer of Psalms. And we have been occupying Psalm 23, and I felt like this one, as we saw what's happening around us, we're going to lean on the awesome Word of God. This is a psalm. Psalm 23 was Psalm of David. And by the way, uh, <clears throat> one of some of the great psalm studies were done by Charles Spurgeon, who was a pastor in the 1800s. And when he first started taking up the church uh, responsibilities in London, he was a young pastor, and there was a big wave of cholera trying to come, and he leaned on this psalm, Psalm 91, and he wrote, uh, uh, it's called, the book is called The Treasury of David, was a lot of study of different psalms, but this was one of those psalms that he leaned on, and of course, the, there was a real covering over him and over the church at that time, and I am, we are praying this for you, praying this for your family, and it's important for us to specifically release the grace of God. That's what I felt when uh, Richie asked for prayer for this particular challenge that was coming, and I really felt in the spirit we were going to get a breakthrough, and that it was right then, right then. Say right then. Right then. So it's important for us not to lay back and be passive, yeah. but actively yes. claim the word of God. So we are claiming this. It's a you'll find certain expression here in this psalm. Plague, pestilence, the arrow that flies by day. And there are, it's calling for us to be prepared for battle. And again, um, a couple of weeks ago, there was another uh, person who was, his son was getting, having tremendous difficulties in the testing for a certain branch of the military. And I really felt we needed to specifically ask for angelic help. That there was something that I, I really felt negatively supernatural was trying to put a fog over his brain, even though he was quite qualified. And I said, let him go again. Test again. Ask for it. And we're going to be in intercession for this. And he did sit for this game. And guess the next report I got, he got 91. And I said, praise God. And he's succeeding going into that field. And so there are times where you or your children will get challenged or someone in the church or fellowship you will know who's meeting certain barriers. And some 
are supernatural. If you are not sure what the source is, I want to tell you, the devil is a bad guy. <laughs> and Jesus himself said, he's a tough thief, a robber, and a destroyer. So the Lord identified. It's not like, I'm so confused. I, I don't know. Well, hey, the thief, the robber, the destroyer is trying to come to steal. And we're going we're gonna to pray for your grandbaby. We're going to pray, pray for your son or daughter, whether it's his job, whether they're going for a scholarship. Anyway, here is 911, Psalm 91. And this, Psalm 23 was written by David. This from all, well, the scholars say, this was written by Moses as in the period where he was leading, the children of Israel had been set free by Pharaoh. And the powers of darkness were really actively uh, working through him and the sorcerers. There's a, I remember some years ago, a nice, it was animation thing. Uh, I think, anyway, it was, it was called The Prince of Egypt. And here uh, Moses comes and he has his rod. And there's a song, <laughs> I don't know why it, it kept in my head, but there's a song in the movie that says, tells, threatens in his face, sense, threatens Moses and says, and he confronts the sorcerers, but the sorcerers are singing this song called, you're playing with the big boys now. You're playing with the big boys now. Well, the Lord says, I don't care what big boys you're confronting. I am there with you. Say, the Lord is with me. The Lord is with us. So I'm going to read Psalm 91, verse 1 onwards. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. The secret place. Say the secret place. Of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. So that's the beginning. Secret place of the Most High. Basically, I would say that's Jesus Christ. He is the secret place of the Most High. He was not re revealed. <coughs> a lot of books of the Bible were written from Exodus, I mean, Genesis onwards. But Lord waits for a certain time to birth the Messiah. And in uh, November, December, we'll focus a little bit on the nativity. I love that time frame. And... Uh, the, the donkeys were there, the horses, the chickens, they all saw the nativity. And um, I love animals, especially dogs. And uh, cats, I have a certain challenge of it. Uh, and Are you uh, backsliding? 
I am, but because there was I used a to make a, when you fully repented yeah, of the statement you just repent, made. <laughs> because I, I made so many jokes about cats, and uh, then I felt like the Lord talked with me and said, "Mash, I wouldn't make too many jokes about the cat." I said, "Why not?" And he said, "Do you know, I'm a big cat." I said, "No." said, I am the lion of the tribe of Judah, <laughs> and I repented. So you may have noticed that I may not make too many jokes. And even today, I, I'm walking, trying to re- walk in repentance. But <clears throat> uh, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Now, in the military term, there was when the old armies would move in the olden days. There would have thousands of soldiers. And all four sides, there would be all kinds of tents where there would be soldiers at every side of the chief military commander would be right in the middle. And... uh, then there would be a lot of places where they would store the rations, store, have the animals, all of that. But where the chief commander was, that was right in the middle. If enemy forces would try to come, they would have to come through all the soldiers whether they're in the north, the east, the west, the south. And right in the middle would be the place of the commander-in-chief. And that was, in military terms, that used to be called the secret place because the chief commander would be right there. And that's where the Lord says, I'm putting you, they would have to come through me to get to you. And that's the secret place of the Most High. And there you abide under the shadow (coughs) of the captain of the armies of the living God, the shadow of Shaddai, the Almighty. And that's where you say, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. And so we, even at this hour, I mean, I've been reading about the, the painful journey of the Ma- people in Maui. I, there are still hundreds missing. They have not been identified. Well, sometimes we, when we were in a hurricane way back when the senior bush, we were pastoring at that time, in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, one of the biggest hurricanes ever came through, and we w- we went to higher ground, and it was Sarah's birthday, I remember, and the wind speed was some of the biggest wind speed ever seen, and it bent the the weather service had these giant indicators up high. 
and the wind was so heavy that it bent those structures. <laughs> and a lot of, some of the retirees that lived in a region called Homestead, they did, the government wouldn't <laughs> report much of what happened there. Yeah, there were miles and miles of those mobile home neighborhoods where people, thousands and thousands of people had retired. And those entire neighborhoods disappeared for miles. There was nothing but these toothpicks of where former trees were sticking up out of the ground. And that was all there was there. And in that co context, it's certain that no one ever actually reported the number of people that that storm took away. <clears throat> the One of the many things, and it's unfortunate that truly hindsight is twenty twenty. but thinking about Maui in the several major, major lapses of the so-called administration and leadership there locally and beyond, um, Maui has, or Hawaii has, because of its situation, one of the United States' highest levels of emergency alarm systems, sirens, and all of that kind of stuff. But the presumption, apparently, from all of these years, by the leaders in the administrative bureaucracy managing things has been that those things are there for hurricanes. And one of the big questions is how come the siren system didn't go off? Well, they could say a lot of things. The wind was going so fast and this, that. Well, we find out after this terrible tragedy that the people responsible for that, the senior people, were all away. They were away at a conference. And there was such a breakdown in watchmanship and responsibility. It, you know, for me, it really strikes me as the possibility, and I'll just move it to we as Christians. It's easy, and the Bible is full of exhortations not to go to sleep. All the more as you see the day approaching to be alert and attending to the kingdom, attending to ourselves, attending to one another, attending to the presence of the Lord. And, and one of the tragedies uh, of Maui is that the watchmen weren't on their watch. That's right. And left the people who were depending on them. And in fact, in that lapse, one initial uh, instruction went out and told the people to shelter in place. When that fire was moving 50 meters per second, I mean, you can't even imagine the, the catastrophic dynamic that was working there. So, you know, once again, all of these things, I think, exhort us as believers, once again. One of the things that Elson said also is he looked at me, he said, you know, shepherds don't produce sheep. And I stopped for a moment. He said, sheep produce sheep. And I said, you know what? If the church is in a malaise saying, oh, the church has fallen behind. Oh, the church is this and all oh, the church. Well, guess what? The church is every member of us, each of us. And it is to each of us to keep the charge of the Lord, to be alert and be attending 
to the things of God. And so if there's any complaint against the church, I would say it's for every one of us to remember ourselves into what we have been called to and rise up in personal responsibility daily to preach the gospel, to coalesce the saints, to make disciples. And so, you know, we could say to ourselves, when's the last time I actually made a disciple? And if your number is like the young man when he didn't quite make it over the bar, maybe that's something we need to renew our minds regarding and take up a personal responsibility to produce sheep. And we want to again empathize. And it's like the Lord sometimes has to remind us almost every week, it's okay. That your God is a supernatural God. Yep. Amen. And we're going to make a stand first with the supernatural. He is the one I look to first. First. I mean, these emergency workers, you would think they'll be aware of the high winds and the fires. From what I understand, Maui had some of the worst fires ever in the history. And the guardians who were supposed to be guarding were asleep, basically gone. And uh, that's why we want to reaffirm our commitment to the Lord and we look to him. Hebrews says to us, Hebrews 4, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of great, in time of need. So when it's a time of emergency, we look to the Lord and mercy comes running towards us. Uh, by the way, it reminded me of uh, two, three years ago, we invested as a fellowship in buying, helping buy, purchase an ambulance to serve Jerusalem. And the next year, I was told, uh, and uh, that that ambulance was the number one considered. It had the highest number of calls. It answered in Jerusalem, and I was very glad. And talk about nine one one, that we were blessing. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and we were really actively involved in blessing the city of Jerusalem. But grace comes running. And it says grace to help. God. It's not a passive grace. Find grace to right. help in time of need. In time of need. Yeah. yeah, and this is the time of need for us. And, but for us not to be consternation, not to be in fear. God is telling us, don't be fearful. I am with you. And I'm your Lord. He's El Shaddai. He's Almighty. And we want to reconnect if we have let it slide a little bit. But aggressively come together, aggressively pray. And it's important your children and your grandchildren are counting. You will take your place on that place. At the gate, wherever the bandits are coming, wherever the 
terrorists are trying to come in. We are putting a shield together to obtain mercy in the time of need. And one of the practical ways that you all know, and for those of you watching with us on the internet, is our <clears throat> Friday night corporate prayer watch. And I want to encourage and exhort you and welcome you all to participate in that watch. On Friday, we had a powerful visitation of the Spirit of the Lord directing us in the watch prayers and um, are certain that a number of very wonderful things were accomplished concerning the very things that we're speaking about this morning. And one of the themes in the realm of the Spirit was refuge. The Lord is our refuge, but it certainly was in the context of aggressively moving out in the name of Jesus and in prayer against powers of darkness. Yeah, and the Lord is expecting us to turn to him on behalf, not just of ourselves, but on behalf of our nation. Yeah. And that certain times, and in that sense, <clears throat> in the national legal system and in certain areas of, like Georgia, other places, there's some weird stuff happening. And our answer is in the Lord and angelic powers, and faith. We need to believe that God is God, and he is moving on his behalf, and not, like I said before, not be passive, We're gonna, but not physically violent, but in the spirit, put up our defenses, put up the shield of faith, and take up the sword of the Spirit. So it says in 1 Peter 5, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in the time of need. <clears throat> and Psalm 46, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help Amen. in trouble. Say, God is our refuge. And strength. and strength, a present help, a present help, a present help, in time of trouble. In time of trouble. <clears throat> so we come to Jesus. We stay at His feet, and uh, it's one of my favorite scriptures. Is in uh, Isaiah. See if I can. Get Isaiah. And uh, Isaiah 41. It says in verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Tell your neighbor, fear not. Fear not. Tell your other neighbor, fear not. Fear not. And it, it's important from time to time, certain things may challenge you. And it's calling us 
to a measure of discipline where we are exercising faith. Say, I'm not going to let fear and anxiety manipulate me or back me into a corner for myself, for my husband, my wife, my son, my daughter, even my puppy. We or my cat. I am. <laughs> Many. No, that's all right. <laughs> Many years ago, I, I remember a vineyard church. I ministered at in Ohio. And it was a very large church. And I had a prayer time, prayed for a bit. And a lady came up and said, My best friend is dying of cancer. Can you pray for my best friend? I said, sure. Which hospital is your best friend in? He said, my best friend is outside. I in said, yeah, in the car. <laughs> I said, why keep him outside? Bring him in. Then she confessed, my best friend is my dog. I said, well, come on in. Come bring him, bring him in. And she brought him in. He was a German shepherd, beautiful. And she brought him in, and it was a, not a him, it was a her. And, uh, and I felt the Lord speak to me. She, she's a lady of my kingdom. Welcome her. So I said, welcome. I'm so glad you could come. And she stood, sat down in front of, in the line. And sometimes I can discern dog language. And uh, she looked at me and said, you're the best looking evangelist I've ever seen. <laughs> and anyway, I, I didn't put my hand on her. I put it, my hand on top of her. Because somewhere in the Bible it says, lay hands suddenly on no dog uh, or man. <laughs> so I... I didn't tell her. I put my hand on top of her and prayed, Lord, bless her. And the power of God hit her, and she was slain in the spirit and fell backward. Remember, I didn't touch her. And we didn't have a dog catcher <laughs> who could catch the dog. She fell over. Anyway. But I got a letter from the owner about a couple of weeks later that the, when she took her to the vet, that she was totally cancer-free. And the Lord yeah. had healed her. Yeah. So God is our refuge. And it says then, it says, verse, I mean, Isaiah 41, verse 13, for, for I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Fear not, you worm Jacob, you <laughs> men of Israel, I will help you, says the Lord. And your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, behold, I'll make you into a new threshing sled, 
with sharp teeth, for you shall thresh the mountains and beat them small. <clears throat> and uh, for I am with you, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen you, I'll help you, I'll uphold you with my right hand. So when you, it says, when you pass through the waters, I'm going to be with you. So this are some of the scriptures I want to say from the context of Psalm 91 that he is the one specifically we are looking to him above all. And I pray that the government, the hirelings, that they will do what they are supposed to do, like on Maui. But above all, the Lord is our helper. And the, the secret place, Jesus is the secret place. And his shadow, there is power in the shadow of the Lord. And that is your protection. Uh, <clears throat> that Jehovah Rapha is going to heal us. Wherever my voice is going right now, remember that the Lord is your healer. And don't get uptight. And don't get fearful. And don't get anxious. If I can, say, just relax. Jesus is the secret place of the Most High. And you are in that place. And like we I had Michael lead us. A mighty fortress is our God. And that Jesus, it says again and again, Isaiah 53, 1 Peter chapter 2, he got on the cross. He has atoned for your sins and mine. And when you are in that place of pressure, and attack corporately, individually. Jesus has atoned for every sin. And by his stripes, we were, and even this morning, I would say, wherever this word is going, by his stripes, you were healed. Your loved one was healed. And he is very real right now coming to help us. And he took this disease. He took this pain. And under his wings, we are taking refuge just like little eagles under the mommy's wings. As I was thinking about Psalm <clears throat> 91 this morning, um, the, this, and listening again and again and again um, audially to these words, I suddenly thought... Uh, in terms of the secret place, I thought of an icon, which um, you've seen if you've heard me talk any time in the last couple of years, but it's the Rublev icon of the council in heaven prior to the incarnation. And we know that scripture says the lamb was slain. Pastor was just speaking to us about that confidence, our refuge uh, in the shadow of the cross, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. And as I was listening to the words of Psalm 91, I suddenly could hear this like the counsel of the Most High 
in pre-incarnation uh, eternity where the Holy Spirit is speaking to the Son concerning the mission that is, that is coming. Um, there's a picture of it. This looks a little bit distorted, but this is a very famous icon um, indicating, thank you, Ed, uh, indicating the council in heaven of the Father, Son, and Spirit prior to Jesus' mission to the earth. And their fingers are touching the table, indicating they're making a plan for what Jesus is going to accomplish on the earth. And as I read Psalm 91 today again and again and again, I suddenly could imagine them sitting at the table in that secret place in, uh, outside of time and eternity and the Holy Spirit saying to Jesus, don't worry. I'll be there. And, you know, we don't think of it, but the New Testament says that he offered himself up by the Spirit. So it literally was the two of them in communion working together to accomplish the great feat that he did in his incarnation, in his death uh, and burial and resurrection. And I thought of, um, I, I could hear the Holy Spirit saying, I'll be there. Don't worry. I'll, you know, it, the whole thing about um, the angels and, and the treading on the lion and the serpent, etc. And if you remember um, beautifully in Mel Gibson's Passion, the Passion of Christ, the scene in Gethsemane where Jesus is wrestling against principalities and powers and reining in all of his own possible terror and weakness and, and vulnerability in the flesh, reining that in and submitting himself once again to the will of the Father. And I, I you know, because I was thinking back, sorry about my blue finger, my prophetic finger got burnt, but it's healing. <laughs> I just realized that. Look, look at this screen. It looks really <laughs> terrible. Um, anyway, so in, that, in that scene where he wrestles in Gethsemane, and then in the movie, he stands up, and he begins to move out of the garden, and he just takes a step and <laughs> crushes the serpent that is there. And so the Lord is really encouraging us. From Isaiah, he says again and again, Pastor, you've read it to us, I will help you. That's the helper. I will help you. That's the helper. I will help you. That is the helper. And so it's not just God from afar doing something that will allow us to make our way out of something, but it literally is him with us. I am with you, so don't be dismayed. And I think that one of the, the, the themes about Psalm 91 is for us to enter in again to this personal, intimate connection and communion, a one-to-one -one conversation with the Lord where he is speaking to us. I will do this, I will do this, I will do this, and you shall do this, you shall do this, and you shall do this. And it's, it's not disjointed, it's together. And beautifully, years ago, um, I think Ben was in his 20s, um, and it may have been the time when he first was setting out towards working in Hollywood. And we were in Korea. And it was a significant time in Ben's life. And we were uh, overseas ministering the gospel. And we had an unusual event that happened that happened to have a breaking of something major. A huge <laughs> wall mirror fell off the wall in our hotel room, suddenly just out of the blue, out of nothing. And when it crashed, the Lord gave me the end of Psalm 91 for Ben. And I realized there that seven times 
God literally makes an oath to the ones that he is in intimate communion with in the secret place. And as we continue to hover around Psalm 91, we'll look again where he says seven, in seven ways, I'm going to do something for you. He says, I'll deliver him. I'll set him on high. I'll answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll honor him and I'll show him my salvation. So if God makes you a seven level promise, I would say it's perfectly perfect. Amen. That's awesome. I remember we had several trips to Korea. We flew in one time in uh, what was the other city? Kwanju. Kwanju was the one. And uh, we they put us in this hotel room. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. I had to go to the bathroom. Well, you've been and, traveling uh, for 30 hours, so that's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> they, it was a brand had, new hotel. It was in this and so industrial they had put city. In, yeah. Put in these toilets that were very advanced, very mechanical, very electrical, everything. And I just wanted to go to the bathroom. You know, it's not complicated. They were like the bridge in the Starship Enterprise. Seriously, this massive thing. With and it had all kinds of buttons. All in Korean. Yeah. And I pressed. And it started... Water started coming. And it sprayed my body, lower parts of my body. And then it kept on. And it wouldn't stop. And the bathroom floor started getting covered. Hey, hey, wait. No. Tell the story the way it really happened. You tell. So you were tired. You couldn't turn it off. I was already in bed. So you simply left the bathroom, turned out the light, closed the door, and went to bed. <clears throat> Hours later, I wake up, pitch black, recovering from jet lag, I get up in the dark, make my way to the bathroom door, open it, and step into the bathroom. Thankfully, in Korea and many places, the whole bathroom is kind of a shower room, et cetera. So the floor of the bathroom was about, you know, that a few inches lower than the hotel room floor. I stepped into the bathroom in water up to my ankles to the sound in the darkness of a fountain flowing. And I turned on the light, and sure enough, there was a living fountain coming out of the toilet. Correct. And uh, it, there was no way you could respond. I mean, I, you pushed every button, and it just got more complicated. Um, but I was grateful. The thing was, I remember that trip. We had to catch a plane again go to Seoul and catch a flight home. So it, it was really, the Koreans are some wonderful people. And they love Americans because when Americans went in, in the Korean War early in the 50s, um, they changed the history of Korea. It had been oppressed all these years. And Americans brought in the gospel and brought in freedom. Just, they were very grateful, wonderful people. 
But uh, anyway, we ended up around 5 o'clock in the morning to catch a plane to connect with Seoul and then from Seoul come to Los Angeles. And uh, so we were there. I was, we were just sitting calmly. And a woman in the stalls, the stalls were all open in the airport. And a woman recognized who I was. And she whispered to the shopkeeper next to her. And the shopkeeper came up and said, they tell me, you are the man of God. Can you pray? And suddenly the glory opened. And I started getting words of knowledge about every member of a family that were not there. And suddenly, that word went to the pilots and the stewardesses from different airlines that would come and ask for prayer. And then they phoned the local pastors, and they started coming. Literally. And it was a literal line that formed of probably 20 people, 21, something like that, more than a dozen. They, and they just kept and coming and getting in the line. And this was from 5 o'clock till almost 12 that I had to pray. And the Lord would open it to that thing. And I'm just saying, may the Lord connect you Amen. with the glory where yes. you will start getting words of knowledge that are yeah. way beyond you. That you would, and when that glory comes, just flow with it. I remember one of the pastors uh, came. He was building a new building. And uh, he would, the Lord would give me, I would see the plans. And I would say, you forgot the bathrooms. And he had totally forgotten <laughs> the bathrooms in this building. And uh, so, I mean, that was, it was something. I remember the Kwangju Airport. But the, the glory would come in the middle of all these incidents. Don't allow yourself to get fearful or anxious because the Lord is with you and you are on assignment. You are his ambassador of glory. So I want to say, uh, as we emphasize even today, that the glory is coming to heal people. As I was on Friday connecting with Oregon, the Lord started showing me visions of right now of, of that people, of the, who they were, and the one who had cancer. I had a clear picture of that lady who was fighting, I believe breast cancer, whatever. But my word to you today is, here, he says, Proverbs 4, verse 20, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my savings. Disconnected with Psalm 91. This is the ambulance coming, <laughs> saying, Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart for their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Let me repeat that verse 22. Proverbs. For their life to those who find them. So we find the word of the Lord for you, for your children, even for our dogs and cats, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. And uh, 
So give, we're going to attend to his word, incline our ear to his sayings. In every way, not just one ear, but both ears. Sometimes we, have, we pay attention with one ear and hear the voice of the devil on the other side or doubt or fear. And with both here, here in the Hebrew it says, here you, could, you hear with both ears the word of the Lord and incline your ear to what he's saying. And may life come and healing come to all your flesh. The Lord is very concerned. And at this time, we want to just release healing, anointing over every person listening that may the heart condition be healed. May any kind of cancer, any suspicion of cancer, any symptom of cancer, the glory of the Lord is here. And the presence the, from the secret place you receive healing and deliverance and miracles today. And so I, I want to, right now, change gear to say, Lord, do it here. Do it right now. Do it in our nation. Do it for you. Do it for our family, Lord. So fear be gone. Anxiety be gone in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of oppression be gone. We take authority over it. And together we exercise faith and believe the Lord. He is the secret place of the Most High. And we are taking shelter in the shadow. The enemy has to destroy the commander-in-chief, which is Jesus. There is no way. He is God to get to you. And we are being surrounded by all the angels and the mighty glory of the Lord himself. And the glory is here, refreshing you, blessing you, going ahead of you and your children, giving promotion and open doors of favor. Say promotion. Promotion. Say favor. Favor. From the Lord. From the Lord. I call on his name. I'm hiding in his secret place. Amen. Let's get agreed together to receive communion. Um, and get your offering and tithes ready. We're going to have baskets up here. And if you will, if you're giving by um, on the internet, Go to give.allnationschurch.us. Give.allnationschurch.us. And you will see, you can give online. And there we will thank you out of time. And let's sow our tithes and offerings together. And, and take, come up here. As you as you're making out your ties and we prepare to come and take communion together, I want to just uh, welcome a couple of our folks, I think, have a prophetic word of encouragement. Richie, want to make room for you to deliver that? Yeah, I had a word for our earlier 
in the meeting for our, from our friends from Texas here. And it was, and I know from Friday night in the natural, I know that you've bought some land and, and there's some stuff going on. But earlier in this meeting this morning, I felt the Lord give me 1 Chronicles 28, tw- 19 and 20 for you. 1 Chronicles 28, 19 and 20. And it says, all this said, David, the Lord made me understanding in writing by his hand upon me all the works of these plans. And David said to his son Solomon, be strong and of good courage and do it. And do not fear or be dismayed for the Lord. God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of God the house of the Lord. So I just want to release that word and say blessings, blessings, blessings. And our friend from Angola, I saw the life of Joseph over you. Joseph got a prophetic word on his destiny at 17 and then went through terrible times and was probably thinking, where is that word? And then in due time, God raised him up and exalted him into a place of influence. So I just felt an encouragement for you that in due time, you've had the word that God will put you in the right place. So blessings, blessings, blessings. That's amazing because I can follow right on that about the place. Again, for the brother in Angola. Um, I saw the same picture that Pastor Bonnie spoke about with um, Elson where you're going to go up to the mountain and you will look down and you will begin to speak the word and the sound of your word will begin to direct people into the community of God and into the flock of the Lord because of the sound you make on the mountain. So I bless you with the hinds feet to go up to the mountain to find that place that he has prepared for you. It's a secret place on the top of the mountain for you. And I believe surely your voice will be heard to bring about great change in that nation. And also for our brother from Angola, I saw a picture of you walking and slipping on a banana peel, funny enough. But then I, and and the Lord said, the way has been very slippery. You've been trying to make a way and it's just been difficult. But then I saw the Lord peel a banana and say, I'm going to now reveal the fruit and make the way easier. And so I just want to declare um, Isaiah 40, 3 through 5, a voice is calling, clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness, make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Let every valley be lifted up, let every mountain and hill be made low, and let the rough ground become a plain in the rugged terrain, a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh will see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And if I could, a word for our pastor from Texas. So when Pastor Bonnie was praying, I suddenly saw you standing at a train station whistling. And I heard the Lord say, whistle, and they will come. But then I also saw a train come with a train whistle. I don't know, you know, where you're located, if there are train tracks, but I felt like the Lord said he has stationed you 
in a very specific place like a train station and literally that sound is a whistle and so i just encourage you i really believe in that sound and in the wit the practical even um prophetic act of whistling that the nations are going to come in a great way and and there will be many connections just like a train is connected but he has stationed you as a station to whistle for the nations and the and he's already laid the track for you hallelujah well i want people to come up bring the basket if she will and the elements and uh If you will, come with your tithes and offerings. The basket is right here. Sow your tithe and offering and take the elements of communion. We'll take it together. It is such a privilege. And as we take communion, you are connecting with the Lord. And there is the past as Jesus took the bread and took the cup and the present right now he is with you in the elements of communion and taking care of your future he's going ahead of us and you have no fear the Lord's words he is with us here in the elements of communion Go ahead. so as we take communion this morning let's lift up the bread I woke at about 6 o'clock this morning my alarm was set for 7.45 way earlier than I wanted to but I felt the Lord say he is going to heal and deliver in communion this morning and this is not going to be long here but so a lot of this will carry on in ministry time but 
lift the bread. When he was crucified and the body was broken, every sickness and demonic spirit and broken place of the soul was dealt with then. In the Gospels, the whole town queued up at a door where he was to get healed and delivered. It's free because what Jesus did. Come for free this morning. You might not even know the Lord this morning. You come queue up at that door and receive the Lord and receive healing and deliverance. So Lord, we lift up the bread and we step into healing and deliverance. Just receive it by faith right now. Receive it. Psalm 23 restores our soul. I feel the Lord is doing it. And there will be a continuation in ministry time. So Lord, we thank you that you have adopted us as sons and daughters and we have all the rights as children in the kingdom. So let's take the body and remember the Lord. There is a healing in the intestinal tract. A gastro healing right now. I feel it very strongly in my body. May even be old surgery scarring. In the name of Jesus, there is a minister, there is a word of healing and ministry for somebody, maybe two persons that have had um, the uh, gastro surgery. To, for, for weight loss, God is doing something right now in your body and in your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Amen. Lord. I want to confirm that word because this morning at six, early on, I was feeling the, be the belly area yeah. as a key area. Receive. Just receive. Just receive. I feel there's a woman here, and I, I can physically feel right now a spirit of anxiety that has been laying right on your chest. And I don't know if you've been afraid of some kind of congestive heart failure or, or something like that, but there has been a spirit of anxiety. And now, through the body of the Lord Jesus, we break that spirit of anxiety off of you. No more hyperventilating. No more panic attacks. In the name of Jesus, you will lay down in peace and sleep in the name of the Lord. As we eat together, this is the bread of heaven. Anything else? Remember that he has done this in the past. He's doing it right now. And in the coming days, His presence you, will Jesus. be with you. So we go to the cup of the Lord. Jesus said in the same manner, He took the cup. That's what the Word says. And this wine, juice, represents His shed blood. So, you have the blood of the Lamb over you. We are thanking the Lord for cleansing us. The curse is broken. Say, the curse is broken. So you're under the shadow of the Almighty. 
and any evil shadow has to go. Any curse, addictions. There's some of your son is having difficulty with addiction. May that shadow be broken. That oppression be gone. We pray for life and for healing for this cancer that has tried to come be obliterated by the stripes of the Lord by the blood of the Lamb so let's take raise the glass is the say I am redeemed out of the hand of the devil through the blood of Jesus I am blessed my family is blessed. My church is blessed. Thank you, Lord. Let's partake. Hallelujah. Lay your hands on your heart, on your entire body, if you will. By his stripes. Say, by his stripes. I am healed. Amen. Arthritis. The pain of arthritis is going. And the attack of dementia. We rebuke that in Jesus' name. That's a shadow. It's going to go. Your mind is going to work in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Start thanking him. We will, don't worry about, someone will come to take that cup from you. Just thank him. Thank him for healing for you. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Teeth are being healed. Thank you, yes. In Jesus' That's name. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Once someone may get a gold tooth. He used to that that in his that in today. We thank you, Lord. Refreshing and blessing. In Jesus' name. Marriages are being healed. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I see your pastures suddenly flourishing. Suddenly flourishing. Suddenly flourishing. I want you to know we are carrying you and the farm literally day to day. But there is something suddenly in the Lord for you this morning to encourage you that your pastures are going to be flourishing. Flourishing, I feel it like resurrection of some kind. So do not be afraid. You know, in, in uh, Isaiah, there's an exhortation to go ahead and stretch out, you know, strengthen uh, the, the, lengthen the cords and strengthen the stakes that hold up the tent that you have made. And so we bless you. Receive today that supernatural enabling, supernatural strengthening, supernatural faith of the Lord that allows you to not only see the vision, but agree with the vision and step into it in Jesus' name. We bless you even as Abraham was on the mountain of seeing and there it was in that moment of crisis where it was make it or break it that the Lord said, look up. And when he looked up, the provision was there. And so we bless you today and say, lift up your eyes. His provision is there, is there, is there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I see cons you, compressed um, 
vertebrae, compressed vertebrae being healed. And I also heard synovial fluid. I, I don't know if that's everywhere in every joint in the back or also in the knee, but wherever synovial fluid is missing and where vertebrae are compressed, we speak the realignment now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We Amen. thank the Lord. Continue. Stay in the glory. Yeah, Perry and Chris, that, that was Lord. for you guys. Sorry, I just jumped right in. But that, that, that word is for you. I'm so, we're so thankful for you. So glad to see you this morning. And thank you for making the journey. But it was significant. The Lord strongly is encouraging you with his yes. Hallelujah. If you need my prayer warriors, the ones who help me pray at the end here, if you will come up. If you need hands laid on you for a specific need, come up. We'll pray for you. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, come up. If you need water baptized or you want to join this church, you're welcome to. Tell the guys who come up here, I'm joining. It's good to make a specific decision. If you need water baptism, it's important. We don't take that for granted. Deliverance comes often as you get water baptized. So thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <coughs> Come on up, take that moment. Michael, if you will lead us in worship. A few moments, and then we'll be dismissed. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.